Hey, everybody. Welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. I'm Jordan Edwards alongside Demi Ramos. What's up, Demi? Hello. <laughs> Demi has been hanging out in Malibu. How's that going? I'm Tan Jordan. Who do we have today? Today's guest is Sky Katz. She's best known for her role as Tess on the Disney Channel show Raven's Home, but that will soon change because she's got this Netflix series coming out. She's got new music coming out. Big things for her. So please welcome Sky Katz. Hey. What is going on? I'm good. I uh, I got the sweater right beside me because I, you know, these past few days I've been screaming a lot due to the song release and I got to see that my vocal co cords. <laughs> Let's go. Let's talk, about, let's talk about the song. It just came out, Breakup Song. Now this mm -hmm. is kind of a departure for you because your previous singles have been more straight up rap songs and this has more of a rock punk vibe to it. So tell us about, it was co-produced by Joel Madden from Good Charlotte. Tell us about uh, how the song came together. Um, how the song came together. Well, I, when, when I had the idea of, of doing a song like this and, and songs like this, you know, following this release, I, I was, I always thought bigger picture. And I was like, this year, here's the plan I want. I want to release songs that tell a story, um, not just in the songs, but like not just in the individual songs, but in like a group, a whole bunch of them. I want them to like be sequence of events, like in order as best as I can. And I thought a cool spin on that would be to start with the ending of the relationship that I was in, like tell the story starting at the end and then like then expose how it, how it, um, just just ha how it unraveled sort of so so i'll start with the ending which is the breakup song and then you'll see the beginning to the end after and i feel like it's cool because because i feel like it builds suspense for for when the relationship with was smooth and everything was all jolly and happy i feel like that's that's something people could look forward to because it's so different from this release so, that is uh, gorgeous uh, yeah this is very this this cover art is very non-disney channel inspired <laughs> So, you know, that's one thing that, you know, you just got done with your run on Raven's Home and you're going into the more um, grown up acting and singing. So tell us about your your imagery and how you're trying to kind of transition out of Disney Channel image. Um, I just think something that's cool with my career path so far is that it really has reflected my childhood and my personal growth. For example, like Raven's Home was obviously catered towards younger audiences and kids as I was at the time. And then next I'm doing Surviving Summer, which is young adult. I'm a young adult now. So I feel like something that's really cool about, I wouldn't say branching off because it's still like a piece of me, of course, and I'm so grateful for having started there. But something that's grateful for like the growth of my career is that it really does reflect my personal life. Going back to the story behind the upcoming releases, is this a true story? Like, what's the situation with that you you have to explain to us what the background is about that? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My songs are all going to be. Um, I mean, at least the majority based off of true events and like experiences I've I've gone through. Uh, that's how I that's how I cope. That's how I handle things. I, I write songs about it, and I'd say that's that's exactly what I did with the breakup song. So does do you think that your relationship, I mean, because of one of the things I want to ask you is that missed all these successes that have come your way, how has it affected your personal relationships? Maybe being even your romantic relationships, right? 
I feel like you've had so much success over the past years, Thank right? You. From Disney at 15. And now, you know, you're becoming a woman before you could even drink. You're on, you know, one of the, one of the biggest entertainment networks in the world. And a lot of our guests come on the show and they say, yeah, like it's hard to have friends or it's hard to like meet people. Was that one of your situations? Do you think that that maybe contributed to the breakup was your success and maybe fast paced life? Um, I'd say it hasn't, it hasn't interrupted any, any relationships of mine. Um, thankfully I, I make sure like people I surround myself with are just, you know, like me for me and I like them for them. And it's, it's, nothing nothing faker than that it's like just real genuine authentic relationships and dynamics and uh yeah i think something that's actually cool about things i love and passionate about which links to like success i'm successful for for that reason like because i'm doing the things i love i share those interests with with people i'm with and and i'm in relationships with so if anything i think it helps because they're all things i'm passionate about and there's nothing more beautiful than sharing passion with someone else so i think if anything it actually is helped in a sense you're a you're a, you're a long island girl you just pronounce water water i love it so how you must be close to your family and your friends from when you were growing up still i am i am yeah all my childhood best friends i'm really still so tight with and it's it's super cool um i'm really social i, I like having a lot of friends but the people I'm, I'm like the most tight with i like keeping my circle small you know um they're not just acquaintances. Like they're the they're the homies. They're my my real ones. Uh, and and a majority of those people in that inner circle are my childhood best friends from Long Island. I definitely get the New York in you. Like I feel it. I feel the certainty when you talk, even though you're so like you're super young. Um, do you think that that is something that factors into your tools to navigate such a crazy business at this age? I think, that, yeah, uh, I think there's like a grit that comes with New Yorkers, just that rawness factor. And that's mm -hmm. something that has definitely taking, taken me a long way, um, even just personally, outside of work life. Just, it, I don't, I, I feel it, it's a different energy here. That's why everyone loves New York so much, because the energy here is just indescribable and irreplaceable. It's like, you can't find it anywhere else. And I think New York has helped shape me into that, into that energetic person. And it's, it's coming to it's coming handy with my career, I guess. You, you know, we we talked about how you started out as this rapper. You were on America's Got Talent, and you were kind of this like you know child prodigy rapper. And now you're going into this more rock direction. Are you done with rapping? Like as like I would love to hear a Sky Cats mixtape where you just like spit fire for half an hour. But is is something like that ever going to happen? Uh, you know, I get that a lot because I started with rap. So like a lot of people, I guess, love me based off of like past work I've done with that. Uh, and if I were to do something that was just um, strictly rap, it wouldn't sound like my old stuff exactly because I'm not that person anymore. You know, I've grown since then. If But I'm definitely like, I'm not opposed to anything. Something I'm really... I'm really making sure of is that I, I'm I'm not boxing myself in in any in any way shape or form, and that I'm not limiting myself in any way. And yes, maybe there will be a a song that's just rap. Maybe there will be a song that's just rock. But in the meantime, I'm really just trying to mix them all. Gotcha, gotcha. So let's talk about uh, the acting career. Do you feel like that is more of a priority than the music, or are they kind of equal? 
Um, they're a hundred percent equal when it comes to just like generally they're a hundred percent equal. Um, but certain at certain times, you know, one or the other is gonna have to take priority just based off of how much work I have at that time. Like if I'm when I was in Australia filming Surviving Summer, I didn't go to the studio once in four months. When I'm here, I literally I go all the time and I'm always in LA recording. But I, I don't obviously I, I miss if I'm just doing music, I miss acting. If I'm just doing acting, I miss music. But sometimes, you know, the like I said, the other has to take priority and be number one for that for that time period. But generally speaking, they're they're definitely equal. And we'll we'll talk about the Netflix show here in a second, the one you just mentioned. But I'm fascinated about the whole Disney thing because not just because I'm interested in acting and stuff, but because there are so many big stars that have come out of the Disney family, you know, back going to Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears and Mickey Mouse Club and Jonas Brothers, Demi Lovato. So how does one, how does this Long Island girl end up on the Disney channel? What was the voyage like from, you know, you being 12 or 13 or however younger than that to being on the show? Uh, yeah, well, just going back to what you said about the artists that have done what I'm hoping to do, you know, starting on Disney and creating music career out of it, continue to act, whatever it may be. I'm, I admire all, all the people who have done that. I always say like in interviews, Selena Gomez, Miley Cyrus, Demi Lovato, people like all of them um, really inspire me. And how did I end up on Disney? It all started with music, started on America's Got Talent. Uh, I, I met up with who my manager is now and we decided I should start acting and that would be like a really great idea. I was super excited and passionate about it. So we went for it and Raven's Home, uh, the audition for Tess self-tape came along one day and I submitted an audition for it. We did a few rounds of back and forth like callbacks and eventually I I got cast as, as Tess. Wow. So it was, it's pretty organic. It wasn't, there's no crazy story where someone saw you. It was like, you're going to be a star. We're going to put you oh, on Disney no. channel. Yeah. Nobody passed me on the street and was like, Hey, you, I am. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, I just, I guess like, like every actress, I mean, or majority does, you know, they just audition and, and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. What is that like working? Oh, I'm sorry. You were muted for a second there actually. Oh, I was. Oh, my yeah. bad. Um, I was just saying it, it always felt right, the character Tess, because she's so similar to me. But actually, when they had sent the description for the character Tess, you know, while they were trying to search for people to play her role, um, the description wasn't like how I played the role. I just was so new at acting. Like, that, those were, that was my, like, one of my first few auditions I did. So I was so new at acting, I couldn't really, like, play someone that wasn't me that well yet. So I so I like, I was like, you know what? Why not just be myself and add my own spin to this role? So that's exactly what I did. I just like played a more dramatic version of myself, whether they asked for it or not. And I guess they ended up liking it. That is so cool. It's like those funny stories that you hear about, you know, try something different and you're that one person that brought something different to the table. Yeah, it's really it so happens to be like magic. Did they care about your New York accent? Do they try to suppress it? Were they like, you know? Uh huh. You know what actually happened? My my agent told me that my accent, I, I think, would restrict the amount of auditions I could go out for, which is true. You know, like I I don't see many of the sophisticated, popular girls with like a, a gritty New York accent. I don't or Long Island accent. I don't see that often. So so she wasn't lying with that. So I actually took 
one lesson with this dialogue um, coach who tried teaching me how to just neutralize my accent. It's like your typical American accent. And I struggled with it. It, was, it sounded really weird and unnatural. Um, and when I submitted the first tape for test, I didn't say water. I was like water. Like there was just certain adjustments I had made. And something one of the one of the one of the comments that they came back, like one of their feedback, was asking if I could play up my New York Long Island. Let's go. Oh yeah, you might as well lean into it. Like I'll just I'll just talk how I usually talk, and that's exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it like working with that caliber of people? Disney Channel going from America's uh, Got Talent to Disney Channel as one of your first gigs acting. Um, what was that like? It was. What was Raven like? What it was like meeting Raven? Because she's kind of like a, a Disney Channel legend in a way, you know? Oh, yeah. Raven's a legend. Um, completely. Like a total icon. It was... Okay, so the... I'll, I'll answer hers and I'll answer yours. Um, so being on a show for the first time was a lot to take in. It was just a lot of things I, I didn't quite understand um, while, uh, you know, the second I got onto set or even, even the first season, I, I wasn't... Quite like I, I don't I don't know I, I I didn't really master it yet. It, it took a, it took a bit of time. And he he had asked me what it, what was it like working with Raven. She definitely helped mentor and guide me to to being professional, knowing set etiquette, acting tips, just like managing career and everyday life tips. Like she was just a huge huge mentor to me um, throughout the whole um, time of, of filming the show. So I, I'm really grateful for that. And I, I couldn't have done it without her. What's what's a few thing? What are a few things that you remember her saying to you that will stick with you forever? The, okay, a funny thing is this is this is just something. I don't. There's 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 a few. Let me think. Let me think. Well, one thing I would imagine was just blocking blocking scenes yes. as an actor. That's a huge one. I I never acted so even single cam probably would have been weird for me to block on and like multi-cam sitcom formatted shows are even more difficult the way you have to always you know face the fourth wall have your have your leg open and your shoulder out uh that that was she she gave me a lot of help with that she 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 would sometimes walk up to me and like shift my shoulder you know she she, she just always looked out for me and, and was helping me I'm, I'm super grateful for her so you're in this netflix show coming up surviving summer that's going to be out in the summer how did you get involved with that? Was this another self-tape audition situation or did someone recommend you for it? How'd you get involved? Uh, it's funny that you put emphasis on those words. I never realized Surviving Summer was going to come out in the summer. Yeah, uh, yeah that was that was just another. I submitted a self-tape and yeah. Oh, so, so, so much time had gone by since sending in the tape to receiving the phone call. And I wanted it so badly. I was crossing my fingers. I, I knew it felt right and I was really hoping I, I'd get it. But so much time had passed, so I just naturally forgot about it, and I got warped in with everyday life thoughts, and and it just sort of ended up going to the back back of my brain. And then when I received the phone call, um, my manager was on the phone, my agent was on the phone. I was like, "What? What's going on? What did I get?" And they said, "They said you 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 got cast as the role Summer." I was like, "I got it! Oh, I knew it felt right!" I was freaking out. I actually posted a clip of 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 that uh, exact moment on Instagram. And it, it's somewhere, I'll, I could look for it and send it to you guys after. I freaked out, I was like, oh! and I screamed and I was like, oh. I, got <laughs> I appreciate the recreation of the moment with the phone as a prop and everything. That oh, was nice. Know, I gotta get into it, I gotta get into it. <laughs> 
So can you tell us about the show? Like what it's about, what your character's like? Yeah, it's it's another thing. Like I, like I said, uh, going from Disney to Netflix was like, it's another thing that, that totally reflected my experience. I obviously went to Australia to film. It's based in Australia. And the character, Summer, lives in New York, is from New York. And then travels to Australia, so it was it was something similar to what I was going through. So it was it was cool to play that. Um, but it's about a troublemaker New Yorker who gets sent to Australia for reasons uh, I don't know if I've ever said publicly, and I don't know if I should expose it yet. So she gets she goes to New York. I mean, she goes to Australia from New York, and she just she just uh, she gets involved in in the everyday life of the kids there in a friend group, and they go through your basic teenage teenage friend group stuff and drama. It's really entertaining and it's really easy to get invested in the show. There's something new that's always going on in it and it's it's just super entertaining. I'm so excited for it to come out. I think people are really going to love it. Uh, it's you, you fall in love with every single character. I feel like there's, there's somebody to represent every type of person in the show. So you'll feel like you see yourself in, in uh, at least one of the characters. What was daily life like in Australia I mean, did you have a nice place to stay? Did you see kangaroos? Like, what was it like filming there? I saw so many kangaroos. It was sick. Really? Yes. Yeah, so like many. in the backyard? Not. Oh, yeah. Actually, in my front, in like the front area of the house. So like at night, sometimes they would pass and just, oh, it's no. It's like deer. It's like deer in America. I see deer out on the, out, you know. It's just like that. It's like when you go upstate New York and there's, it's exactly like that. Wow. Really? And they have the little things in their in their thing. Um, one time in a location we uh, set up, set up like hair and makeup trailers, and because we filmed five minutes down the road, so that's just that was our location base. Uh, it was a huge plain of like just a lot of grass, mountain area, and all over the mountains you look up and you're like, what are all of those little dots? I was like. Each of those, each of those dots is a kangaroo. No way. They were just covering the mountains. <laughs> I never thought I'd see something like it. Yeah, yeah, really. I was like in awe, just like that. Do they seem like aggressive animals, or do they seem like kind of like chill animals? Are they like, you know? They can be really aggressive. There's videos on YouTube of them like smashing windows and stuff. Oh, they'll fuck you up. Yeah, no, I, I did not go close to it. Yeah, I, I didn't go close to it. Oh, they'll fuck you up. <laughs> 100 uh, so percent. I, I, and I hope that you got to uh you know like at least meet a koala bear at some point. I didn't. There was a place like a koala bear sanctuary near where I was staying. So I looked into it due to COVID restrictions. Nobody you couldn't go because everyone's touching them and I guess feeding them. So, which sucked, but hopefully next time it'll be different. Yeah, yeah. Well, there may be this is a this supposedly, theoretically, this is a series, not a limited series. There could be a second season. Yeah, you know. we're we're all crossing our fingers. Everybody here's just got to watch. <laughs> you said earlier that you have an idea of how you want this next year to go. Yeah. And it's been a crazy, like, 2020 and 2021. Like, everyone's just trying to, like, whoa, what just happened? But I'm kind of curious, because you're doing a lot right now. What do you see... Like, in comparison to all the other Disney stars, what do you want to do differently, if anything at all? Or what specifically do you want to do with, you know, kind of the uh, opportunities that you have uh, on the table? Where do you yeah. see it going 10 years from now? 
Where do I see myself wow. 10 years from now? Wow, yeah, great mm-hmm. question. Well, within the next few years, I'm really, really hoping to go on tour. Um, and just, I music brings me a joy that nothing else does. And nothing makes me happier than, I like to call that my job is just, that's insane to call acting and, and making music a job. It's it like, it just doesn't feel like work. Every single day and second in the studio is amazing. Every single day and second on set is amazing. So really for these next few years or however many, I just want to keep it up, keep keep going bigger and better, keep the momentum going. Uh, it's nothing I'll ever lose lose any sense of passion about or on. So I'll just I always see myself working hard, coming up with new ideas, new things sparking create creates creative ideas. I guess again, um, yeah, just mm. I'm really I'm really just excited to like keep doing what I'm doing now. I couldn't be happier, and it's it's only it's only up from here. One of the sort of strange, surreal moments that's happened to you so far is you rapped for Kanye West, yay. And what was that about? How did it occur? How did that affect your your career? Like, tell us about that whole scenario. I was at Amoeba Record Store in Los Angeles with my mom and uncle. Love Amoeba, uh, love Amoeba. Yes, yes. Uh, they sadly closed down recently, which is heartbreaking. Um, but but okay so yeah i was there with my uncle and my mom and i was looking through j cole vinyls i think at the time i actually remember really vividly and my uncle comes up to me and he's like this guy kanye's in the other aisle and at first first i thought he was talking about kanye vinyls i was like okay i'll look after like (laughs) and he was like i'm done with the j cole stuff i'll look at this let me just look through like like you know for your eyes only um and he was like no sky kanye's in the other aisle i was like Oh, damn. How do you process something like that? Well, how do you even, I couldn't. I, I just, that never, I never digested that. Uh, so I went to the other aisle. I saw Kanye, walked up to him, asked him if I could rap. He was super sweet. Like, I mean, we, fast forward, I asked him if I could rap. We had a conversation. He said his, his kid watched uh, Raven song, like my character. So it was a cool back and forth and smiling a lot, which you don't always see from him. So I felt honored to be somebody who received some of his little smirks. Yeah. And then, yeah, then I, uh, a little further into the conversation, I asked, can I rap for you? And he said, yeah, sure, just to the beat that's playing. And I was like, ooh, that threw me a curveball a bit, but okay. I listened for a second, and I started just just rapping a, an original song I, I recorded, but I never released it. I just used it as, like, freestyles. And I, I did it. I posted it. It went viral, like, millions of views uh, across so many accounts. So that that was a little a little career changing at the time because I was getting so much recognition from people who I like looked up to like there were certain like people in my DMs who were like oh that was sick I don't even I don't even remember specifically I just remember getting I got a lot of recognition appreciation at the time so it was it was really cool Are do you are you are you good at freestyling like do you do you, do you still could you like could you do some like you know could you do a cypher right now? Could you like get on stage right now and kill it? Or like, is it, is the kind of thing where you have to kind of get yourself trained up to do that kind of thing? Yeah. I probably have to get myself trained up. I prefer like being stuck with my thoughts and forced to write for a while, thinking every line out. I prefer that process really like picking apart um, everything I'm writing and freestyling. You can't really do that unless your mind moves like really fast. So I, I'd say that's a, that's a, 
that's a specialty I'd have to work on. Yeah. Cause there's like two kinds of freestyling. There's like actual freestyling and there's like the written freestyle, you know, right. So. Which I, I always call like when I would post quote unquote freestyles, I never was fronting. Like that was off the top. I just, what else do you call like a little snippet of like a rap song? Like, I don't know. Like I, yeah. that's just not like freestyle Monday. Like I'm gonna post this song, but it, it was, wasn't off the top, but yeah, that's a specialty I'd like to work on. I mean, it's really, really impressive. So sky. Oh yeah. One thing I, I want to ask about, this is maybe a little silly. It's not as serious as your acting or, or your, your music career is you do this little like commercial campaign thing with Tony, the tiger, where yeah. you were like acting alongside Tony tiger. There's a little still from it. Um, first of all, you can't see it because it's a still frame. You do some like you do you get some skills. You were like dribbling between your I, legs and stuff. Yeah, I did like, like a little spider dribble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first, the first question is, can you ball? I can. Um, that's actually I don't know if I've ever spoken about this, but that's actually the biggest sacrifice I've had to make, and the most heartbreaking sacrifice I've had to make um, so far. Uh, really, like just. Cause you got, you know, you got to prioritize and your time management has to be on point when, when I want to do what I want to do. So certain things just, you have to, you have to sacrifice And Basketball was one of those things, which was super heartbreaking. Cause I've played basketball my whole life and really before I did anything. And it's just, it's, it always has been so fun and exciting for me since I was younger. If I had a shitty day at school and was tripping about things that like third graders trip about I was just really excited to go to basketball and let it all out and get super competitive with my teammates so it was always it was another cool outlet for me now I really just find creative art forms of outlets but athletically that was that was a huge outlet for me and I was I always said oh I want to be in the WNBA one day I used to say I want to be the only woman in the NBA but there's the WNBA so I don't know why I said yeah, that. yeah. Um, <laughs> I always wanted to just like break some sort of like <laughs> something to I don't know um if you look in my yearbook from elementary school, you'll see that when I grow up, I want to be in the WNBA. So I've always, I've always been a baller. I've always loved basketball. I've been on a boys team. I still play with them sometimes since I was itty bitty, really small. And when I was, when I was in sixth grade, I practiced with uh, the varsity team in high school. Like it was just, it was like really looking good for me. And like so many coaches from different schools wanted me to play on their team and go to high school where they were. But then Raven's home came along and that's that's what was number one for me and I, I don't regret it at all it's just obviously it's a little saddening i guess that, yeah, so, that, so maybe you, you you could be like suiting up for uconn next year if you wouldn't have taken the path hey, of, who knows who knows my mom will always tell me no way you're five one scott but but it was looking good you could be a point guard you you were i'm assuming you were a guard when you, when you yeah, played. yeah I, was, I was a guard i was really quick i, I mean that, that never really it obviously added challenges and difficulty, but it never held me back. Like I still was a, was a dope player. Well, so. someday you could maybe be in a basketball movie because nothing is more irritating. And you can, you can back me up on this That's because true. you play basketball. Nothing's more irritating than watching a sports movie where the main character can't play the sport very well. That's they can't shoot true. the basketball. They can't oh my God. The baseball bat. It's, it's so annoying. I know that, that agitates me a bit. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> they're swimming like they'll do like the two <laughs> so when that when that diana tarasi biopic comes out like sky cats is like top of the list right there yeah, i'm there i'm there <laughs> sky we uh we sometimes we play a game with our guests where we ask some rapid questions just some random questions 
to know the guests beyond just their, you know, whatever film or TV or music stuff they're doing. So okay. we'll do that. We'd like to do that now just to kind of get to know you a little bit better. Okay. So first question, Nikki, Cardi or Meg? Oh, I hate pinning women against each other. I can't go for this one. I'm a huge Barb and I've been a huge Barb my whole life. So loyalty will always side with her, but I, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a I'm trying to convert you over here. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I, I'm off. So yes, yeah, so next question, favorite Disney movie? Again with the basketball, high school musical. Okay, so I, I was I, in my head. I was thinking of of a cartoon and animated one, but you went the live action route. Oh yeah, my bad. Do you have a favorite animated Disney movie? Uh, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of just watch the live actions way more. Well, I mean, I, I obviously watch animated, but not enough to call it like a favorite. You're of you're of the Frozen generation. So were you like a Frozen kid? Like were you like let it go, let it go, let it go, like twenty four seven? Oh my God, top of my lungs. Yeah, yeah, Fro Frozen will be number one. Next question. What time of day do you like to record? 1 a.m., like just late, as late and dark as possible. Demi, I'll ask you, Demi, Demi's a musician. Demi's in a band. Uh, she's working on her career as well. I'll ask this question to you, Demi. What time do you like to record? I get tired around 8 p.m., man. I really do. No. Yeah, I, I get like distracted. Because by then I'm already on my fifth coffee, like no joke. If I have a sixth one, I'm going to just fall. I'm going to crash. Your body's just, I don't know how you handle that. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know either. Demi, Demi, I've been talking with Demi. Do, we got a project we're doing in LA where Demi's doing some hosting stuff. And we've been trying to coordinate that. And Demi's probably slept two and a half hours the last two days. Let's get like it. That. Hard worker. Hard Can you tell, bro? Can you tell? No. no. <laughs> Like, you look beautiful. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm used to it too. I, I'm like nocturnal AF, so I get no sleep. But hard worker, credits to you. I'm with you, but I know like a lot of singers, they're they're about you know the early morning thing because their voice is is better in the morning or something. Opposite for me, actually, my voice in the morning. I wake up and I'm like, I literally talk like really deep and raspy. So it's cool if I'm trying to record some sort of like grungy song because then I get that rasp effect. But there's nothing worse than like waking up, crack a dawn, and having to like do something. I just, I, I'm not a morning person in case you haven't gathered that. I feel it. I feel that. I feel Push that. Everything to as late in the day as possible. I'm there. Yeah. 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 So, what was the last show that you really got into? The last show that I really got into, uh, currently still into it, Euphoria. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm obsessed. Not it, we I we had uh, the singer Sam Hinshaw on maybe two or three weeks ago. Oh yeah, and and uh, it, first of all, it's it's I love Demi and I love talking to English people because we we love the accent. But uh, he was talking about how he watches it late at night and it's so depressing and so intense that it's like hard to sleep afterwards. So can, does that affect you? Like if you watch something really like depressing or really like heavy at night, can you still sleep? Um, toxic trait of mine. I like. I like that like eeriness and like darkness at night. It just matches the whole vibe. Something, something about me in my head. I listen to the saddest music at night. I just like try to depress myself as much as possible. Just cry yourself to sleep every night. <laughs> I said I thought it was 
Oh, it's her depressed mental. I cannot watch a scary movie past eight as well. I would what? be looking at that closet with one eye like this. I would be screwed like this, looking at the closet like eight if you're cut off. I can't watch scary movies at all. I, I'm like, uh, I'm like a, a big baby. I, I'm, and I'm like this, you know, I always been like this, you know, no, no, no thank I you. love horror movies. Come on. I got to watch with you guys. This is off. This is not part of the thing, but what's your favorite horror movie? Favorite horror movie. Um, or serious. Uh, I like, <laughs> I like the visit a lot. I watched it years and years ago when I was so little. So if I watch it now, I could be like, but I remember at the time I liked it. You were one of those kids watching horror movies and you were like eight years old, like oh, watching. Maybe that's why I'm numb to like a lot. Maybe that's the psychology about it. Because, <laughs> because uh, as, yeah, since a young age, I always was like, put on the scariest thing. But you know, that would be fun. That could be something you do, like, especially because you're a teenager and there's a lot of like horror movies with teenagers. You could be like, that would be kind of a dope project if you got, you know, like a, a slasher film where you're like running from the killer and stuff. That would be oh sick. Oh my gosh. No, that would be be killing the killer. You kill the that, killer. Then hey, you're. you're Yes. Do like the one liner like after you kill him, you like stand on the top, you like, yeah, that's what you get. Yeah, one of those kind of deal, you know. That would be funny. Yeah, that would be actually um really fun to play. Also, I love watching horror movies um by myself, but when I'm with people, it's enjoyable too. And because I don't get scared that easily, and and a lot of the times people I'll watch horror movies with do. I like being there for them to like find comfort in, like when they like hold on to my arm. I, I think that's like really cute and intimate. What what's who's an actress that you look up to? Who's Anyone in particular? Um, Jennifer Lawrence. Really love her. Wow. Why Jennifer? I every movie she I just every single thing she's in, every single role she plays just has me like the whole time. I'm just like my eyes are so locked onto the screen. Every time I watch a show or movie, I'm just like, okay, all right, all right. But some something about her uh, just really, really impresses me. I think she's great. And well, she's always in charge. Like she's always in charge of the yeah, scene. Yeah, very right? dominant and all the yeah, very strong, powerful characters. Uh, I, she loves herself too. They say, remember when you were like, I just played myself in the audition. Yeah. They, I think there's actually a saying that the best actors play themselves, like within a character, but they play themselves. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, that seems consistent in the work she's done. So that, that makes a lot of sense. I love getting into the acting theory. This is interesting to me. Demi also, not to embarrass her, but Demi's been doing a little bit of acting here and there. So. <laughs> I don't think she liked that one. No, she didn't. She didn't. She gets so embarrassed when I talk about her 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 career outside of the show. So. I'm not not to expose her or anything. Yeah, we we we'll move on. We'll move on. <laughs> what is your favorite food on Long Island? Favorite food on Long Island? Hibachi. Hibachi, really? Yeah. Um, What's that? What? What? Oh, it's like the. It's just how we're like cooking in front of you. Like the Japanese. Oh, like. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. What's yeah. the name of that restaurant? Oh, oh, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh. Hana or something like that. Benihana. Benihana. That's some New York. That's some real New York stuff. Can you catch the shrimp in your mouth? Can you? Have you ever done that successfully? They've never done shrimp. They throw like. They throw like <laughs> um, I'm actually really good at that. I'm like, I can never. Yeah. I'm not good at that either. I'm not good at that either. <laughs> I've never done that. Um, and finally, 
what would you rather have a mansion in LA or a penthouse in New York city? That's a great question. Whew. These are supposed to be rapid, but like, I got to think about this one mansion in LA penthouse in New York. Okay. For selfish reasons, mansion in LA for selfless reasons, penthouse in New York, because that's where my family is. And if anyone them want to hang out with friends every day in the city, like down the line, bring their families there then that's what I would go with um, so that not only I could, could find joy in that, but my family can too. Do you have uh, do you have siblings or what's your like brother and sister's situation? Uh, yeah, I'm the youngest of four. So I have an older brother and two older sisters. How do they feel about your success? Are they any, any jealousy or are they supportive? Oh no, they couldn't, they could not be more supportive, but they also couldn't be more brutally honest. So it's a nice, <laughs> balance. I'll do something and they'll be like, it's that shit. Like that's, I don't like it. <laughs> And then, and then I'll do something that they do like, and they're like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. And they'll listen to it every second. So it's nice having a, an honest audience. Yeah. 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 All right. And thank you. Thank you for playing this rapid, but not really rapid uh, question game. You are so unique and so bright. I cannot wait to see what you are going to do. Well, what's you. next. Yeah. Uh, what's next. Let's tie this. Let's tie this bow up. What's next on the music front. You got this one single that, you know, yeah, this, I got this that, single. Um, so is this part of an EP, part of an album? Like what's the next six months look like on the music side? Yeah. So, so yeah. So the music video, that's most short term. That's, that's what's coming up and down the line, you, you said something that actually sparked an idea that I, I want to figure out. You asked if, if things I'm doing now will be a part of a bigger project. I definitely want to have a bigger project released down the line, uh, preferably during the summertime, but something I think would be cool if I did a feature on the breakup song and added it to that just because like that, that was the first song I released. Yes. World. Yes. Do you have anybody, do you have anybody in mind? Anybody when you like put call out, like I know you've done stuff with little TJ, but any other like uh rapper, singer person that you would love on the remix? Willow. I want her on. Willow. Oh, yeah. nice. Good answer. I want everything Good to answer. do with that woman. I, I love her. Cause Willow, Willow, Willow's like you where very versatile can do punk, can do soul, can do pop. Yeah, you know. yeah. She's great. She's always been super experimental in her career. And I, I, I've seen a few things online after she's sort of transferred to this punk era, punk pop, whatever you call it. Some people were like, oh, she's just doing this because this this wave is coming back, blah, 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 et cetera. They were saying things along those, along those lines. And they clearly aren't Willow fans because if you if you look at, if you look at, stuff she's done prior to this punk pop era, you'd see that she's always been experimental with different genres just because this genre has a light shone on it right now. Like you see it and it's in your eyes, but like if you really looked at her resume, you'd see that she's she's done things similar throughout her whole career. So I'm I'm really happy that I feel like she's finds most pride in like, this seems like a, the right spot for her. I, I mean, you could, I hear it through the music. It just, it seems like she loves it and it's like, what's right. And maybe I'm reflecting a bit because I'm the exact same way about mine, but I'll never take any Willow slander. So <laughs> I'll defend it. Well, I think that maybe this is the start of a Willow Skycats collab right now. We just like started to make it happen right now. Let's put it out there. Let's put it out there. All right, Sky, thank you so much for joining us on this Real Jordan and Demi. We look forward to the next year. Like I'm really excited to see where you take your career from here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It was uh, great talking to you guys. All right. We'll see you later. Okay. Goodbye. 
That was Sky Cats. Her latest single breakup song is out now. That'll be it for us. Of course, you can go to YouTube to watch our previous shows, YouTube and Facebook and popdust.com, as well as the audio version, of course, is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, anywhere you get your podcasts. Until next time, we'll see you later.